Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. And our first guest are Donovan Browder and his mom, Tracy Browder. They continue to do amazing work with community groups in Tarrant County and across the state of Texas. And we're checking in to hear about their latest adventure with the Christmas Buddy Initiative. Hey, Donovan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. The last time I talked to you was back in May. You're about to graduate. What are What are you doing right now as we turn into this new year of 2024? What what are, what are you doing? Going to school? We we want to talk about the, the 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 community work you've been doing your whole life, but I want to know what you're doing right now. Uh, right now I'm getting ready to head back to school. I go to Southwest Assemblies of God University in Waxhatchee, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play football and I run track there, so I'm looking forward to get back into track season and just you know enjoy the rest of my first year. And Tracy. He's still close by. He's not transferred off to like out of state. He, you know, he's not off in in the military, so he's not around the world somewhere. How's it feel to have your son in college but close by? Man, Chris, as you're talking, I'm literally grinning from ear to ear. Like I feel my cheeks on top of my ears. I was cheesing so hard. I mean, <laughs> it's great to be able to see him you know, study what he loves in kinesiology and sports management, but also to be able to play and and participate in his passions that he's done since like first grade and kindergarten. And now he's doing it on a completely different level. And it's just been a blessing not to miss a moment. You know, that's so, so cool because so many kids are so far away and sometimes parents work and can't make it, but we're literally not missing a moment. And that's been great. That is fantastic. In fact, that's what it's all about. And in other words, uh, sharing the time together and, and um, Donovan it's actually getting the most out of your quote-unquote athletic career as long as you can because you don't want to have any regrets and say, you know, I could have played, but I just didn't get a chance to. I was doing this. As long as you can knock it out, you enjoy yourself along the way because a a good friend of mine told me this years ago, said the journey is the reward. The journey is the reward. And speaking of journeys, Donovan, you came up with a program called Christmas Buddy. It's an initiative, and let's talk about not just what you just did over these holidays with the Christmas Buddy, because this is a good one, but let's talk about how you created it and what it's all about. Okay. So the creation of both Christmas Buddy and my Kid Chris Around Town, I guess persona is the right word for that, Mm -hmm. is I want to – mom says I should take credit for it, but in reality, it's all her doing it was one summer back when I was oof, seven, eight years ago. Mom just looked at me. I was on the game, playing video games. She said, we're doing something different this summer. You're too gifted, too smart, too talented to just sit here and play video games all summer. You know, I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with that. But she, that's what she said. So she started listing off some things we could do. And one of the things she said was a kid reporter. Mm-hmm. And that stood out to me because I've never heard of, of one before. So I was like, what's that? She started explaining some stuff, and I said, and to me, it sounded amazing. So I said, let's do it. We started over that summer, fall. I started off just doing some little interviews around around my city, going to some openings, book clubs for some kids, and all that. And then, then it came holiday time. And that's when we wanted to try and do a community service outreach. And that right there is how Christmas Buddy started. And since then, I've been doing it every year since then. We only missed one because of COVID, but other than that. You've been doing it ever since. And for those who know, don't know, Christmas Buddy is a, an adoption program, but you're adopting an entire family. Can you, can you explain that concept and 
how it's been successful. And Tracy, I'm going to ask you to elaborate in, here in just an ex- exception too. But Donovan, go ahead and explain about Christian Buddy, Christian, excuse me, Christmas Buddy, and the adoption <laughs> program, the adopting an entire family. Okay, so what adopting a family for us means is we talk to the family and we get their needs and wants for Christmas time. And we put a list together. We normally have Amazon registries out and we put those out on social media, on my Twitters, on my Twitter and Mm -hmm. Facebook pages. And from there, we kind of tell the community, hey, this is the family we're helping. We give a little brief, nothing. We don't give anything crazy about the family, just kind of basic, like why we're helping this family out, what, what their family is maybe it's a single maybe it's a single dad coming up of hard times Mm -hmm. maybe it's a family that just lost their dad single mom or sometimes even just a family who just lost everything hurricane harvey those are the type of families we help families in disasters natural disasters or just falling on hard times just lost somebody so these families are the ones we help we put their needs out and the community rally rallies behind them and helps them out you mentioned the community. It's the Mansfield area, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mansfield, Grand Prairie, Arlington area are the main ones who come out in force. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to interject right quick. We <laughs> received gifts from around the world from the registry. Mm-hmm. They have come from multiple states, different places. So, like, if somebody hears the story, sees the story on social media, and it gets shared to a relative or friend, in another state, like we're getting gifts from all around. Wow. The dropout site is local, but the gifts from the registry that come in our P.O. box, they're from everywhere. And Donovan, what was the first ever Christmas buddy adoption family that you you, you guys adopted and, and helped out? That family was actually, um, if I remember correctly, they were a, it was a single mom. And I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong here, mom. Three kids? Uh, she had two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't three. remember the exact. Right. It was three. It was three. Yeah. Okay. So a single mom, three kids. It was just, you know, being a single mom with three kids was just hard on her. So we came in. We went to help her out. Uh, where was our first drop-off night at? The Mansfield I, Public Library, because you had been doing your book junkies book clubs at the library, and you told them about your idea. They gave you that space at no charge. Yes, yes, that that that's that's what we did for our first Christmas, buddy. It was a real small one, but it still it was still very impactful. Well, you know, Tracy, you just mentioned this big book club. Talk about the book club for a minute, because that's also unusual <laughs> for like a a teenager to start off a, a start up a book a book club. Because nowadays everybody's just online all the time. Yeah, <laughs> when he when he when we first started this kid reporting, you know. Donovan kind of skimmed over it. It was so cool, Chris. Like we would camp out at um, these restaurant Mm -hmm. openings and he got to interview people and um, he interviewed the mayor pro tem of Dallas. Like he had some really awesome opportunities, but he loves books. This, this whole kid reporting thing started when you were what, like seven, eight years old. Um, Something like that. Yeah. So um, anyway, he loves books, Chris. Like we had to lock up his book cabinet because <laughs> he was sneaking and reading. Like we were like, why are you falling asleep in class? Why are you so tired at the dinner table? Why are you not talking? Why are you dozing off like everywhere? And one night I went to get some water and I saw a light on in his room and I'm like, it's 3 a.m. And he's like engrossed in this book. And so <laughs> we realized he had been sneak reading. So that's what led to the Book Junkies Book Club. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really do it so much now, but we're trying to figure out what would that look like in this day and age for him. But he would host, he'd pick a book, he'd host a book club meetup, and all of these kids from all around would come out. Um, that led to one of his favorite authors, two of his favorite authors, Jonathan Oxier, actually three, Jonathan Oxier, yeah. James Conti, and Danielle Van were big supporters of his and even donated books to families for Christmas, wow. buddy, autographed copies. Um, there's so many amazing opportunities just because of his passion and love for books and trying to bring other kids, get them out of the house, uh, let them, you know, let it be okay to love reading and, mm-hmm. and enjoy talking about it. So they had a great time with that. 
So, Donovan, what kind of books did you like? And can you talk about how it was a great escape? And that's probably why you were up late at night just <laughs> reading. Ooh, okay. Ooh, what books did I like? There wasn't many I there wasn't many I didn't like. All kinds, I right? Read. All kinds of stories. It wasn't just mysteries. Yeah. It wasn't just you know, I only bring that up because when I was a kid, I used to like to hang out in the library at school, not to read all of the different books. I read books, but I really like going through encyclopedias. I just actually like to learn different things. That's why if I ever was on Jeopardy, I know I'd win. <laughs> I'm just I'm just full of minutia, all kinds of information that's random. I actually have some of my old books that I read here in my room with me. It's um, I have ooh, let me see, Mister Limoncello's Library. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have Zoo, um. I have what's, what's this one called? Let me get the Peter Nimble and his Fantastic Eyes. Mm-hmm. All of them just I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> that that right there is a great book. Peter Nimble and his Fantastic Eyes by Jonathan Oxier. That is one of my all time favorites. That's always going to be an all time favorite right there. So did the books and reading the different books give you courage to make your dreams come true and 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 actually say, you know what? You know, there's more to life than just my backyard or my neighborhood? Oh, yeah, easily. I think it's reading all these stories about these adults, kids, everybody, just being a regular person and then going on this amazing adventure that, mm-hmm. to me, it was like, hey, I could do that. Maybe not on the same grand level of going to save the world by killing a dragon, but, you know, yeah. I can go out and make the world better. Mm-hmm. So books definitely helped me grow into who I am today. So basically, your books were like video games for other kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> video games are okay. Mm-hmm. If you, Nothing wrong with games, but but it's the same way you, you were consuming it. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you play video games, you got to read some books too now. You got to get them both. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so In let, fact. Go ahead, Tracy. Okay. In fact, all three of those authors. Um, so Donovan, he's going to shake his head like, oh, mama, you really bringing that up? Donovan <laughs> always want to have a lemonade stand. And I told him, dude, you can't have a lemonade stand and pocket all the money. Like you have to come to me and tell me what charitable thing you're going to do with a portion of the proceeds. So until you can figure that out, you're not having a lemonade stand. So we had that conversation several times. Meanwhile, he had the opportunity to interview um, Danielle Van. He also had the inter- the opportunity to um, be the guest host, usher for Jonathan Oxier at um, Mansfield ISD's Book Fest. Mm-hmm. And then one of his book junkie book club meetups James Ponte had just released a new book. I mean, like just released it. And the kids got that book. They actually had their book club meeting at Bookfest where James Ponte was going to be. And James Ponte was shocked. Like, wait, y'all having a meeting on my book that just released? Like, it was so cool. So anyway, wow. all three of those authors, each, and they were so amazed by everything Donovan had done as a young child. Each one of them challenged him they said the same thing I did. Like, you are too gifted to not be doing something bigger and better. And even they challenged him, like, go do something charitable. They had they had these intense conversations with him. And he was only like, I think he was like nine. They had these deeply intense conversations about making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And I'm just nodding my head like, yep, we have too. So we, we went home and brainstormed all of And that was really how Christmas Buddy... Well, actually, Donovan, you missed a big step. Um, the lemon, the, the Kool Aid stand. Remember, that's how we landed on Christmas, buddy. You want to tell Chris about that? Yeah, Donovan, tell oh. me about the tell me about the Kool Aid stand. <laughs> so my Kool Aid stand I did was the that was the summer the summer Hurricane Harvey hit. Actually, mm-hmm. we had done Christmas, buddy. I think. That this was the summer after our first Christmas, Christmas buddy. So it was kind of that, like I said, we were just trying to figure out what more charitable things we could do. And so, like I said, Hurricane Harvey hit, and we were kind of sitting at home 
And I happen to mention the Lemonade stand again because, like, like Mom said, I really want to see the Lemonade stand. And Mom said, well, how about this? You can do it, but two things. It can't, we got to do something different than Lemonade, which was fine by me. And we donate all the proceeds we get to Hurricane Harvey. And I'm like, that that's fine by me at all. I'm like, sure. um, let's go. Let's let's go. So we settled on Kool-Aid. We had, if I remember correctly, we had one or two flavors. I can't remember exactly which one. And then had to have grape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that was one of them. In tropical. Yeah, we, I can't remember what they were, but I know one was tropical punch. Yeah, yeah. gotta have punch. <laughs> <laughs> so we set up for about I want to say close to about half a day, maybe I think. And then after that, we went home. Um, I counted all the money on my Facebook Live so everybody could see that, you know, just for everybody's peace of mind that came through. And because some people bought Kool-Aid, other people saw where it was going to and just straight up donated money to it. So And so I went live. I counted all the money on Facebook Live, and I split it 50-50. Half of it went to J.J. Watt Hurricane Harvey Relief mm -hmm. Foundation. The other half went to my church's Hurricane Harvey Relief Foundation, where they bought they bought supplies, I believe, and, and actually drove a truck down there, down to yep. Houston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's that's what the money went to. That's what that was, just straight for the community of her, of the Houston area. Yeah. He even made we we covered up like identifying information, but he made the donations like live on Facebook. He made the oh, donation nice. to the Jason Watt Foundation mm -hmm. um, and he made the donation to the church. It was just, I was teaching him about accountability and like, if you tell the public, this is what you're doing, you want to be able to figure out a way to show them that you did what you said you were going to do. Sure, transparency. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and with the Kool-Aid stand, like Chris, it was amazing. We had people like, leave and go get more money and drop it back off and to be honest it was a summer day and i was like okay let's shut down and donald was like no let's keep going okay a couple hours later all right <laughs> wrap it up no let's keep going okay and so literally we were out there over eight hours um My raising goodness. all of that money mm -hmm. for and he was just it wasn't about him it wasn't about you know he took that and owned it and then that evolved into finding our first, our second Christmas buddy family. But he was so passionate about trying to find someone who was impacted by Hurricane Harvey. And that led to a really powerful connection with um, someone in the field of crisis, um, helping people in crisis. Mm -hmm. And uh, she connected us with this family who had evacuated here was in the convention center and decided that they were not going back. And Chris, they had lost everything. Yeah, and imagine. the crazy thing about it, when Donovan, you know, Donovan, when he makes the Christmas buddy list, he hears the family story. And then, yes, he puts out there what the family needs, but he always has, I call it, these wildest dreams. Like I, I started asking him, Donovan, <laughs> what are you doing for the family? And this particular family, Donovan, <laughs> you want me to tell this story, Mama? Yep. Pick yep. it up. Pick it up. So, Pass that deposit, uh, baton. <laughs> <laughs> so this family, um, like Mom said, they lost everything. Hurricane Harvey relocated up here. So my biggest dream for the family was to get them a car and some insurance on the car. Mm -hmm. Mom tried to persuade me off of it, saying nobody was going to do that. So she tried to say, "Well, how about get them? I think it was a week stay at the Gaylord at mm -hmm. um, Great Great Wolf Lodge and stuff." Right. My simple response to all that was, Mama, how are they going to get there? Yeah, how are they going to get there, Mom? <laughs> and, and he said, well, and then he's like, this is a little kid at the time. And he wasn't being rude. But when you sit down and talk with Donovan about this kind of stuff, he becomes a businessman, like a full grown businessman. <laughs> and I'm just like the little secretary assistant because he's like, well, duh, Mom. I mean, how are they going to get there? Duh. Like when they're there, all mom is going to think about is trying to get a job. And like when she get, how are they going to get home? And how is she going to? I mean, it was so many, how is she, how is she, how are they, how are they? I'm like, okay, dude, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donovan, so, you're the perfect example of if you can 
conceive it, you can achieve it. So go ahead, Tracy. What happened next? Well, um, I do happen to have a marketing background. So I started doing press releases. I'm like, people need to hear what this. See, here's my thing, Chris. We can, when when a teenager or a child does something bad, I mean, it just takes off virally in social oh, yeah. media. Oh, yeah. That's, but when that's the headline. Yeah, and when these kids are doing great things, like people just skim over it. And not just my kid. There's so many kids doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. Like They need to be amplified, celebrated. And then what they're doing, like, let's share that. Let's build momentum around that. So I decided Mm -hmm. I did press releases for my job. I can do press releases for my child. So I did that. And Bill Alvarado from Fox 4 News. And uh, we've had lots of new news coverage on Christmas Buddies. But on this particular one, it was CW 33 and uh, Channel 4 that picked it up. And when Donovan had his drop-off night this particular year, it was at the Mansfield Activity Center. And so mm-hmm. Bill Alvarado was there. And um, he did this whole interview with Donovan and captured gifts going in and talked to Donovan about why he was doing what he was doing. That next morning, I was at work and Phil Alvarado called me and he said, I never will forget these words. Mrs. Browder, your son has a car. Wow. See, you conceived (sighs) it and achieved it. I don't talk anymore. He has taught me that don't be ashamed of your big dreams. Even if it sounds impossible, you still speak it. You manifest it. You go after it. Sometimes you speak it into existence. That's how it gets done. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Donovan Browder, his mom, Tracy. Donovan, you had mentioned, you know, your, um, I don't want to call it a pseudonym, but your alter ego kid, Chris around town. Why is it (laughs) Chris? Why is it kid Chris? (laughs) So, like I said, I I guess became made Kid Chris when I was younger. I was about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And so my mom didn't want my real name out on the internet. So Christian's actually my middle name. Okay. And we said, use Chris of Christian. We did Kid Chris. And I do stuff around the town. So we all became, I became Kid Chris around town. Just And that that's how it started. It's almost right like there. a Marvel comic book hero. You know, it's like Spider-Man. You don't know. They don't call him by his, his government name. They call him Spider-Man. I've never thought of it like that. I guess you could say it like that. Yeah. See, Donovan, Chris just gave us the answer to, okay, this is a squirrel moment. But Donovan, remember that I wanted to develop a superhero and write about it. And you are like, well, it can't be too close to Marvel and this, that, and the other. Boom. There it is right there. There you go. Just a superhero. You got an alter ego. Because it's Batman, <laughs> same thing. Right. You know, Batman is Bruce Wayne, but he's when he's Batman, he's Batman. I got you. Yep. So, yep. so let's, so let's fast. Doing, a kid superhero doing community outreach. That's a book. Wow. Uh-huh. That's right. That's a book that can we be written. an author right here to write the book too, mama. There right? you go. There you go. Well, let, <laughs> let's fast forward to... Um, this year, this this month of December, Christmas buddy, they have a couple of couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, and and Tracy, you were telling me this story, and Donovan, I'm going to let your mom tell this story because when you told me this story, my jaw just dropped, and if you <laughs> can tell the story in the same way you first told it to me, I think the listeners will be blown away. Tracy, that's a high bar, but I think you can hurdle it. <laughs> I think she can too. I'm already teary eyed. Um, Take your time. Okay. Um, First, I'll let Donovan tell the very first part about the hallway part. Donovan, you take that. Okay. While she she regroups. Go right ahead, Donovan. Okay. So while we were looking, like I said, I'm at school. I'm texting, calling mom back and forth, trying to figure out what we're going to do for Christmas, buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one day at work, Mom's walking through the halls and she sees one of her coworkers that she's also real good friends with. Like she's real tear her coworker's real teary eyed. I think the first time mom saw her, she was rushing to a second graders class. And next time she saw him, she was coming out holding this, like walking with this kid that my, my mom used to have in her kindergarten class. And like I said, her coworkers all teary eyed. But my mom's trying to figure out like what's going on. Well, after after um 
My mom's coworker drops the kid off to the front office. She comes back, tells mom what happened. Mm-hmm. And the kid's father had passed away just a few days before Thanksgiving at age 39, if I believe, of a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. So they had, so they had a real emotional moment in the hallway together. And that's when mom texted me. She told me what happened. And we clicked almost at the same time. Like, this family's who we're helping this year. This is family we want to help. So that's how we, that's how we found our Christian buddy family this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Donovan didn't miss a beat on that. Um, dear friend of mine, Celeste, uh, she was walking down the hall and I could see it in her face and she was trying to hold back some heavy emotions. And I'm like, Celeste, what's wrong? And she told me what happened. And we both had a moment in the hallway. Um the dad was 39, had a massive heart attack. The grandmother was there to pick him up and they had to tell him that news. So, um, you know, we this was already, this was going into Thanksgiving break. And usually, Chris, Donovan and I already have the Christmas buddy family. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of just comes together right around like right. mid over um and and we had a couple of families presented to us and everybody's need is great but but normally i call it a god thing like we just know unequivocally there's no doubt it's very clear it's almost like a a a gut punch like boom you feel it in your body like this is who we're helping Mm -hmm. and we haven't felt that yet so we were patient and when i saw her like for my knee jerk, first thing to do is to go to Donovan. I felt that gut punch. And then when I shared it with him, he felt that gut punch. And so we went with it and we feel like that's why, you know, that's why it was such that we waited. Like this was right before Thanksgiving. And so this family lost their dad. I think the exact date was November 10th. And we couldn't, even though Donovan and I knew immediately that's who we were going to help, we couldn't reach out right then because we had to allow them time to make arrangements. Yeah, grieve, put the things. ceremony yes. service together, yes. get, reach out to the other families. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. So in my head, I'm like, God, you are going to have to work this out because we've never done this short of a time frame in getting the word out. But I didn't panic. He didn't panic. We knew it was going to work out. And um, so the contact that the secretary, Ms. Celeste, that we're talking about, she's an angel. The contact that she had was um, the second grader's grandmother. Now, I taught the baby in kindergarten, but I, I didn't want to overwhelm the family either. Mm-hmm. So the grandmother was the point of contact. So, um, so I told Celeste that I wanted to talk to the family about Christmas buddy. And so Celeste communicated, communicated that to the grandmother. And I think she just said, it's like, you know, they, they get, they get the community to give Christmas gifts. And so the grandmother's first response to the secretary was, oh, the kids are good, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so. I let that sit for a while. Mind you, we're getting closer and closer to December. Right. But it's end of November I was now. like, yeah. I said, you know, I still need to give them time. And one day it was so clear. It's like God said, pick up the phone and call. And I did. I called the grandmother and um, my exact words to her were everything we just shared about how we found out about um, their loss. And one thing we failed to mention was when Donovan and I actually talked in detail about how we wanted to help this family, talk about those wildest dreams. One of the first things that came up was paying down the family's mortgage. And so I shared that with the grandmother. And as I'm talking to the grandmother about this, she literally just bursts out in tears right after I said, you know, one of the things we talked about was wanting to pay down the mortgage. She shared with me that not seconds before. And she counted, she's like, it had to be like 12 seconds, Tracy. It was not long at all. She had just had a conversation with her daughter who's married to the husband that passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, you're my baby and I'm concerned about your mortgage. They were just in the middle of having that conversation. So 
And I picked up the phone and called her. It, it And I said those words like she could not get herself together. She's like, I cannot, I don't know how to make you believe that I just got through speaking this to my child. And she told me in detail the conversation. So they agreed to the adoption. And then grandma and I are texting. And later in the conversation, I'll never forget these words that she said. She said, the grandmother said, um, my daughter is, my daughter will always be my hero, but do you really know who Amber is? And I said, I know she's a beautiful human being, but I, I can tell that you're about to tell me something even more beautiful. And she sent me a picture. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And it was actually a link. But mm -hmm. when she sent me that picture, I went back in time immediately, almost 10 years ago. And talk about a gut punch. My breath, I, I literally was like, oh. And the picture, I remember this picture from 10 years ago. Um, the, the family that we're helping, and, and this is the first time that we're making it public because all through Christmas, buddy, we've said, Donovan has shared, we're helping a really, really special family. And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll tell you who that is a little later, mm -hmm. um, because there's so many things we're doing in the background, mm -hmm. but, um, we, we, uh, sorry, mom, I'll cut you off go, real quick. We wait. We wanted to wait to share this part about the family story so that way people could really donate out of, I want to help this family in need, not this family's really this special. Right. So help. Yeah, you just I, you I, wanted I want, them to do it out of, their, out of the kindness of their heart and nothing nothing more special mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. I want it to be, I want it to be kindness of your heart first. Mm -hmm. Then like, hold on, this family's actually really special. Mm -hmm. Then... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So go ahead, Tracy. Continue, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, she she sends me this picture, and I look at the picture, and I'm like, no way. And the family we're helping, we know the family as Amber Marcray, Derek Marcray, and her children Marcray. Her maiden name is Amber Vinson. And Amber Vinson in 2014 was the third United States citizen to contract the Ebola virus. She oh, was actually yeah. one of the nurses to the first um, Ebola patient, Thomas Eric Duncan. And um, she contracted the virus, but she recovered beautifully, powerfully, wonderfully, magically, miraculously to the point that ex-biotech, um, a medical engineering vaccine mm -hmm. figuring out entity, mm -hmm. um, talked to her about, um, you know, there's a quote from the company that says, you know, her blood she she recovered so wonderfully that clearly she has antibodies in her blood that would help fight um, this this lethal disease. Mm -hmm. And and back um, then it was like every everybody talks about COVID right now, but Ebola it was like the first mm -hmm. time everybody heard of a virus. And then this this happened in Dallas. We're like, wait a minute, it's in Dallas? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. And and I'm glad you said that because. I was, this was the beautiful moment between the grandmother and me. Her name is Deborah. And when we were talking on the phone, like I was finishing Deborah's sentences. Deborah is telling me about her daughter's experience with Ebola, the white plastic trash bags. Like I'm finishing her sentences because I told her, 
I said, you don't understand. Like I literally stopped what I was doing and I prayed for this woman and her healing and Kent Bradley and Nina Pham, like all of those people who were risking their lives, putting their families' lives at risk to help. That That's what they're called to do, to serve and to help. Even when they know that there is no cure, even when they see the patient they're helping is dying in front of them and they know that could be them, they're still selflessly serving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can we not? How can we not give back to this family who gave so much to the whole world? Yeah. Who they were ridiculed, they were persecuted. They, you know, mm-hmm. fear is a crazy thing. And we are human. So I understand the fear of a deadly disease. But these are also human beings who gave, mm-hmm. who risked their lives. And so thank God that she's okay. Um, but what can we do? What can we do to give back? to somebody who gave so much. So her, um, the the ex-biotech did indeed uh, use her blood to curate, technical terms, I'm not sure, but vaccine treatment cure. So like when you get the virus, um, they cloned her antibodies. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call it a vaccine, I could be Mm -hmm. wrong, but they cloned her antibodies Mm -hmm. to where they can use that on patients to help treat and they can overcome Ebola. But Amber's one thing, one condition, and in reading and doing all my research and refreshing my memory on all of this, people are like, you know, Amber, you should charge them for your blood. You can make so much money and blah, 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 blah. And she chose not to do that. She said she donated her blood with the condition that whatever money was made, whatever proceeds came from this research, from the vaccine, that they would use that money to treat other patients who could not afford the medical treatment, they would they would they would help them at wow. no charge. Wow. And that's this selfless human being. That's what she does. She risked her life. She put her life on the line. And then she didn't want anything in return. So my dad died when I was nine. And I'm thinking about her baby that I taught in kindergarten and how it is to lose a dad at a young age. But not only that, my mom had three kids and I watched her. I watched her try to navigate life. She was a stay at home mom. And so here it is. She's lost. She's lost her source of income and Mm -hmm. figuring all of that out. I was only nine when my dad died. So I tried to be brave and courageous and be her rock the best way I knew how. And so I know how I know how this is for this family. So not only did they lose a loved one and a husband, but they lost half or more than half, I don't know, but they lost a huge source of their income. Right. So that's how Donovan and I started talking about, you know, one, like he said, we wanted people to give to Christmas Buddy because they love helping people at the holidays. Um, and at that time, at, this is what's so cool, so awesome, so amazing about this story. Chris, going into Christmas Buddy, we had no idea that Amber Marcray was Amber Vincent. We had right. no idea. Right. It was we just had, a, a lady named Amber in the family, the yeah. McCray family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, that knowledge didn't come right away either. But when we found out... This is where Donovan's big thinking, what he taught me. So I'm listening to the grandmother. We're having this conversation. And what came to me, again, it was like a gut punch to tell this grandmother that the world needs to know that she loved, first of all, President Bush and President Obama, because there was beautiful news coverage. And I told um, Mm -hmm. grandmother about this. I remember when on the news, when President Bush went to Presbyterian Hospital mm-hmm. and he was so full of jokes and he loved on Amber and embraced her and hugged her and kissed her. And that was like letting the world know, you don't have to be afraid. Right. You don't have to be afraid. Right. And that was so powerful to me. And um, so both presidents at the time, President Obama too, um, sent a lot of love and support to her. So one of the things that... Um, well, I'll, I'll give that back to Donovan. Donovan, you want to talk about that? Say it again. Make sure, make sure I'm, I'm about All to right. say the right thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this first. So as I was talking about the big goals and dreams for the family. So mm-hmm. okay. when grandmother was talking to me, 
it immediately came to me that we, the world needs to know, President Bush and President Obama Mm -hmm. would really want to know that someone that they admire so much lost her husband. They would want to know. So that's, that's what came to me. And while we're on the phone, in the back of my mind, this conversation with Donovan, don't think a dream is too big. So speak it. Don't not speak it. That that's what he taught me. Don't not, don't hold it. And so I told the grandmother, I said, look, and I I told her about Donovan. I said, he taught me there's nothing wrong with dreaming big. So I'm going to speak this. It's on my mind. I said, I feel like we need to get in contact with President Bush, President Obama. Um, I said, I feel like we need to give the world an opportunity to give back to someone who helped create a, a cure. medicine yes. yeah, that would literally save thousands, millions of right. people. Ebola like, is I'm, not an issue right now. I mean, it, it never, yeah. but thanks to her. Thanks to Amber. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everybody thought, oh, it's this, this disease from Africa. It's coming all over the world. It's going to be in America. Oh, it's in Dallas. And then uh-huh. Amber came along and they yep. were able to use Wow, this is a, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. So, um, wow. Um, so I, I shared that with the grandmother. I said, the world needs to know that she's hurting. The world needs to know that she's experienced a loss. And how can we help her? Because she has helped the world. And I said, I'm not asking for an answer right now you know, pray on it, talk to her. And grandmother's response was like, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to say yes. And I said, well, grandma, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you're on board. Mm -hmm. I said, we got to know that Amber's okay with it because this is a fresh loss. You know, we know how media is. It could be a lot of media. It could, it could be overwhelming. So I don't want to, I don't want to be, even though my heart is in the right place and our hearts are in the right place and we're thinking we need to serve and love on her, that could be overwhelming. So I wanted to be mindful and considerate of that. I'm like, it's perfectly okay if she says no. And so she talked to Amber and um, it was just all in God's timing how um, she was like, okay. Her answer was, okay, let's do this. And so even then, Chris, We got the green light a little while back and we did not share who the Mm -hmm. family was yet. We wanted to get through the regular part of Christmas buddy. And then Donovan and I, what we always do, we sit down and have a big brainstorming session on, okay, what does helping this family look like? So we did the same thing we do for Christmas buddy, but now we did, now we did this brainstorming session for Amber Vincent, not Amber Marray. What are our wildest dreams for Amber, Mar- Amber Vincent? Mm-hmm. Um, and Donovan, do you want to talk about some of that? Yeah. So the beauty of this Christian buddy to me is obviously, obviously it's the family we help and just their, their amazing, her amazing story. But most of the time when we say we have our biggest dream for the family, me and mom are normally in sync like this. And even if we're not, it's kind of like we're just buried off. This year, though, we had, I think, we had three biggest dreams with this family. We had to get the mortgage completely paid off, to let President uh, George Bush and Barack Obama know. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I think the mortgage was both me and Mom shared that. Mom was really passionate, and so, therefore, I was really passionate about letting the presidents know. But my thing for the family was, is to get both their both their kids uh, full-ride scholarships to... To college. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we we've been shopping for that, trying to look for that for a minute, and so that's that's my biggest dream for this family. This is absolutely amazing. So, where are we on the process now? Because Christmas has passed. You guys already mm-hmm. did the Christmas buddy, mm-hmm. which you normally do. Where can mm-hmm. people help you? And what is where are we right now? And what are what what? How would you think is the next step? Well. I can say this for sure, Mom. Uh, back me up with this, but I 
the Amazon registry, we still have some things on there for the family that mm-hmm. can be got because they they still on some ease of financial to ease the financial burden for the family. All the gifts for for the son and daughter, all of their gifts, all of their gifts were purchased. They're they're completely gone, so that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. But there's still lots of items for the family as a whole and the mom just to help the whole family and the mom out. So those are still available to get. And then I think uh, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what else we we talked about. It, mom, help me out here, <laughs> Tracy. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll start. I'll go into more detail about the registry. Like we put things on there. I found out some things that the kids like doing. Their favorite places to go. And you know, when you're trying to regroup financially, you can't afford some of those. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, just because exactly. but you know how awesome would it be if you know even for her to get out of the house and and see the kids laughing and smiling that's mm-hmm. going to bring joy um and so we added Cole's gift cards top golf doordash for when she doesn't want to cook sonic their favorite place to eat is cheesecake factory mm-hmm. main event dave and busters they the kids are going to grow they need shoes we put Foot Locker gift cards um barnes and noble and then the other thing we added was um visa gift cards to just cover any expenses that she needs um and then we talked about you know if they want to get away and go somewhere out of town how could they do that and not have to worry about finances so mm-hmm. we added some southwest airlines gift cards and some hotels.com gift cards just really trying to think about taking the burden off of the family so they can still do a few nice things um and so that's that's what's available through the amazon registry and donovan speaking of the registry chris i hope we have time we did not talk about the reveal night for the family that's but to finish on um the the college tuition we're still behind the scenes working on what that looks like and Mm -hmm. if someone is interested in saying I will pay. They have two children and um, they are four years old and seven, Donovan, nine. Uh, four. Seven, I believe so. Second, four, four years old and second grade. And I forgot Logan's age. He's going to get me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so we're working on what does that look like? But we're, we're, Today is first day we're putting it out into the universe. So if somebody wants to reach out to us. Sure. Um, that's how you that's how you build the plan. And again, how uh-huh. can they reach out to you? What's is the website? Tell us tell us the information. So, so oh, go ahead. Uh, you got him on. Oh. Who, Donovan. Who's getting this one on? Uh, me? All I, right. Um, you can email okay. his email. We have two email addresses. Um kid K I D. Chris C H R I S around town. One word, mm-hmm. kid Chris around town at yahoo.com. My email address is Tracy T R A C I Tracy at Tracy Browder B R O W D E R.com. Also, don't mind putting my number out there, Chris. Is that okay with you? It's okay with us. Okay. 214 886 three four nine nine two one four eight eight six three four nine nine so we started out talking about paying down their mortgage and don't oh chris we left out so much uh we have <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to have a part two i promise you we will do a part two in the next couple of weeks yeah because we got to follow up yep because we've already raised how much money toward paying down their mortgage donovan 1k right i believe so thousand dollars we already raised a thousand Mm -hmm. um so we when at the beginning of the adoption before we knew the family was we're like the goal was to pay down their mortgage but once we realized this is a global hero and we need to give back that's when we switched to paying off their mortgage like Mm -hmm. so she does not have to worry about mortgage um so 
grandmother is uh, talking to the bank about what that looks like. So we're, we're kind of doing a whole, whole lot behind the scenes. Um, Donovan actually is in the very early stages of building his nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot happening behind the scenes on how to best make all of this happen. Um, we've already sent a detailed email to President Bush and about to do the same to President Obama. Um, you know what? Big- you know what, Trace? This this sounds like I'm serious. We will do a part two because 2024 okay. is going to be an outstanding year, especially for Amber and her family. I can't oh, thank you guys thank enough you. for joining us. We're going to have to wrap up this part of our program, but I promise you we will follow up because this is an amazing story. And again, congratulations on all the things you've achieved and the work continues with Christmas buddy and more Tracy Donovan, you guys take care and happy new year. Thank you so much to you too. And thank you for having us on. And joining us right now is my good friend, Miss Arvella Warren. She is the founder of A Break for Grandmother, a nonprofit organization recognizing grandparents who step in to raise grandchildren when parents aren't able to, no matter what the crisis is, whether it's, you know, child protective services come in and they need the, 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 the kids might be taken away from the family and the grandparents step in, whatever the situation may be. And Miss Arvella, it's almost like perfect timing. Uh, literally the first story we just had, I, I was telling you about it. And the grandmother in that family, you know, gave the Christmas Buddy organization an opportunity to help that family. And I know you do this all the time in your own way. It's it's something special about when the grandparents come in to help the family overall, right? It's very special. Yes, it is. It's very special. It it, it really just saves uh, generations. mm -hmm. That's what they do. And, And over the last couple of years it seems i know for the the last year you've been recognizing more than just the grandmothers it seemed like it's always the grandmothers but a lot of grandfathers have stepped in as well so it's like grandparents can you can you talk about some of the uh the the families the grandparents that you've uh paid tribute to and and how a great a break for grandmother does this because it's just recognizing like you said it saves generations keeping families together Mm -hmm. nowadays yeah. Uh, we have done three grandfathers. Two of them were raising the grandchildren by themselves. Uh, one of them wife died from COVID. So he took on her, which they already, the daughter had died from cancer mm-hmm. when the little girl was little. So they already had her. But when the wife died from COVID, the grandfather still takes her to get her nails done, get her hair done, kept her her. And we have another. Can you share his name, two. or is it you want to keep that private? Uh, his name was. Uh, oh, I, we're in our eighth year, and I think we did him like right. A That's fine. Um, That's fine. Um, but you honored him, and again, these are difference yeah. makers. And so, go ahead. There was a couple others you were mentioning. Then we honored the one that uh, he was. He was the the teacher at the high school that was hit in the head with a chair. And uh, we honored him. He, it was on the news where a student mm-hmm. threw a chair at him. Uh, he's raising two grandboys by himself. And uh, he he has a lot of health issues himself. But he's raising grandchildren and, and still works, you know, tries to work. Mm-hmm. We recently did an 87-year-old great-grandmother with an 8-year-old. And wow. it, we, we honored his birthday. So these grandparents, you know, due to drugs, incarceration, mental illness, uh, death of the of their children, they have these grandchildren, and it it is it's really it's amazing it's amazing. I like I said, we're going into our eighth year. We're five hundred one, so we do take donations. Um, we um, we we just you know we bring them to the country club once a month. Sure, we give them a hundred fifty dollar gift card to Walmart. We give them raising cane partners with us. We give them raising cane card. Mm-hmm. We give them a hundred dollars for them to do something for themselves. Uh, we give them a gas card. We put a crown on their head, and male or female. Uh, we give them roses, male or female, and uh, we give them a certificate that says they are outstanding grandparents because they really don't have to do this. Recently, I invited somebody from CPS to come 
and talked to the grandparents and she shared her job is to, after the CPS takes the children, her job is to call the, the biological grandmother and uh, the uh, and ask, go down the line, it's the grandmother, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins of the mother's side of the family. And they all turn down. That's why the kids end up staying in CPS custody mm -hmm. and nobody would take the children. So it's not like you, you feel like it's my grandchild. I'm going to do it. But there are a lot of grandparents that say, no, they won't do it. Yeah. And that's so it's amazing when they do. And what you're there for is to show them that their work and their yeah. stepping in is not going unseen or un. Uh, uh, it's like unnoticed. It's like you're doing something that nobody, you're saving families here. And so you're recognizing and honoring them. And you've been doing this for so long. And you've sent me pictures of the celebrations and I've been out, I had, have had the pleasure to go out there and speak at some of those as well. And can you, yeah. can you share some of the reactions of some of the grandmothers and, and some of the grandfathers? Because they get emotional about this. Cause like I said, wow, it's, <laughs> this is hard work and this came out of nowhere, but, you know, I, I'm glad I'm being honored and recognized. Yes, it it is. It um it it's very emotional because, like I said, we're strangers to them. All a person has to do is to nominate a grandmother, and we do our grandfather, and we do every grandmother or grandfather that we get. We do once a month. We've done three at one time, and we've done two at one once a month. We've done three because they were friends and they didn't have transportation. So we did all three of them because of that. But it's emotional because you, you see the, these grandmothers and grandfathers with their grandchildren. You just assume that they're visiting for a holiday or weekend, mm -hmm. but they have these children all the time. Some of them have six month old babies and they're like 60s and 70 year old. And I, I, I often wonder and I ask one of the grandparents about their homework because these children are excelling with these grandparents. They're excelling. They're doing, yeah. they're having, making good grades. And I asked one of the grandmothers, the 87 year old, I said, how do you help with homework? Cause this little girl is eight years old and making A's. And I'm like, you know, I, I would have a problem with that because recently I asked my granddaughter, which is 13. I was asking her a question about her, her now I know math. And I said, how are you doing in your arithmetic? She says, grandmother, I don't know what arithmetic is. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I sure can have one home. I'm calling math arithmetic. Right, so right. That's, I, that's old school. <laughs> yeah. You know it what? Is, you, know, you know, I figured it out. I, I figured it out. It's the stability. It, it makes the it, it makes the kids calm because they know they're with family. Yes. In our organization, we've been able to do it going into our eighth year it's with five board members and we're still the same five board members. And in fact, I invited one here today. The others had previous engagements just in case she needed to add something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's the feeling that you get when these grandmothers, you know, you bring them here. And, and, and when we started in 2016, it was 2.6 million grandparents raising grandchildren. And the statistics said at that time it was most of them were in poverty level. And that's still like that today, as high as food is. You can imagine if you retired and all of a sudden you got four grandchildren and you gotta live off of what you have. Yeah. And, and you know, kinship is not getting paid, you're not fostering. And it, it it's just amazing that that you know that we're able to do it and that People, like I said, our organization, people have been donating and, and we have been able to continue on eight years. Yes, it's an absolutely like amazing thing that you guys have been doing. And you do this in the Oak Cliff area. Can you can you tell people where if they how they can nominate a, a grandparent? It doesn't have to be somebody that's related to them. It's just recognizing no, no. somebody that's, that's doing it. If you know a grandmother or grandfather that's raising grandchildren, um, you nominate them at wexodus23 at tx.rr.com. Uh, the phone number is 214-229-8375. You can nominate a grandmother or a grandfather. And, and while we do have grandmothers and grandfathers waiting, 
your the grandmother that you nominate will be honored. We honor everyone. It's not if. And we do it at the Country Club on Redbird Lane, a 2200 Redbird Lane in Dallas, 75232. Once a month, we do a grandmother or a grandfather. And every grandmother or grandfather gets the same thing. And I, I really appreciate uh, Walmart and Raising Cane for partnering with us you. to do what we yeah, they partnering with us. Mm -hmm. Because they, like I say, they, they don't get the opportunity to go out and, and take the children out for Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane. And Raising Cane donates uh, gift cards to the grandmother and however many grandchildren that she has or he has. We, we you know, so they can go out and sit down and, you know, just feel normal because they don't get to do things like that. You just assume but they don't get to do things like that. Because like now how the price of food and gas and how things are, a break for grandmother really is very encouraging. You know, we bring them there, we pray, we encourage them, you know, and let them know how important. And they, tears are shedded. Tears are shedded, many tears. Yes, ma'am. In fact, you guys have been doing this so many years. I, I just, I think it's so exceptional that you're keeping families together. And we will be talking again some more in 2024. Thank you all for joining us on Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody.